Scene 6. The Democratic Big Bang. Shentlepiece City on Tuscarora Mountain. Tuesday, Sext. Afternoon, 13th of June, 1284. Morrow of St. Gervais, Nordlandic, Midsummer. Two weeks later, Captain Florence is sitting at her desk, reviewing reports and writing briefs to various elected officials and clan leaders, reassuring them that her undead father is still perfectly capable of ruling Shentlepiece City as umpire-in-chief. Blunderbore enters her office. Kindly excuse the interruption, Madam Captain, but Johnny Appleseed has escaped. Send out search parties. No need. We know where he is. Why haven't you arrested him? It seems elections were held today. We, we did not want to infringe on the jurisdiction of the electoral deputies. But it's not election day. Well, someone convinced the High Commissioner that election day should be held on midsummer as reckoned by the old Alfheim calendar instead of the Julian calendar of Roma. I'll put a stop to that. Bring me my armor. Florence marches into the square dressed in a new suit of black leather armor and followed by her undead warriors robed in black with silver death masks hiding their decaying faces. Florence breathes heavily, seething with anger. Johnny Appleseed is sitting with Xena by the reflecting pool while umpire Gandorf harangues the crowd from the amphitheater stage. Inganyan and Dungaree Jean stand near Xena as if waiting to congratulate her. Deducing from the scene that Xena has won these fake elections, Florence points the sword of Laban at umpire Gandorf, clearly the mastermind behind it all, and yells, Arrest him! Her undead warriors take off, shambling toward him. Some shuffle like elderly convalescents in long pajamas, but others sprint forward with the ferocity of saber-toothed tigers. Umpire Gandorf runs. Whizzing by Johnny Appleseed and Xena, umpire Gandorf is drenched with sweat and flushed red on his face and neck. A few steps after having passed them, he turns back and looks at them, bewildered. His cheeks twitch as he croaks out the word, Run, fools! Madame Dungaree and Ganyan, Xena and Johnny Appleseed feel the heat of Florence's anger breathing down at them. They join umpire Gandorf and flee. Having anticipated undead resistance, Ganyan and his father are armed with silver blades. They push their way through the crowds and run into the outdoor malarkey market. One undead warrior gropes for Dungaree Jean, but umpire Gandorf doubles back and strikes off its hand. The undead warrior stops and picks up its hand. It tries to jam the hand back onto its wrist, but the silver in the blade impedes it from bonding. The undead warrior gives up in short order and chucks its own hand at umpire Gandorf. The hand nails him square in the back of the head, and umpire Gandorf topples over. Within a few heartbeats, he is swarmed by undead warriors, grabbing his ankles, poking at his face, and twisting his arms. Inganyan is the swiftest runner of the group, but he hangs back with his leaf-bladed silver sword to protect the others. For all his bravery, and for all his skillful strokes severing limbs, he is quickly overwhelmed, too. The undead warriors claw at his face and tangle their limbs between his arms and legs. Subdued, Ganyan finds himself being dragged back through the crowd as a vengeful Florence walks toward him imperiously. Johnny Appleseed sees what is happening and begins to pray his restoration prayers. Each undead warrior tries to resist him in a battle of wills, but they are no match. One by one, the knot of undead limbs wrapped around Ganyan and umpire Gandorf untangles. Soon, Ganyan hacks his way out. He runs over to help his staggering father back up onto his feet. Umpire Gandorf, frightened out of his mind, somehow manages to push his body back into gear, fleeing with a heavy limp and a wheeze.
In Ganyan and umpire Gandorf follow Dungaree Jean and Xena across the bridge to their home base, Red Giant's base. With the undead warriors stunned, Johnny Appleseed finds the silver sword that umpire Gandorf abandoned on the floor and uses it to start cutting away at the ropes on the bridge connecting Thor's base to Red Giant's base. Ashamed that he did not think of such a heroic idea himself, the injured umpire Gandorf calls out to Madame Dungaree, Tell Reverend Appleseed that I can cut off the bridgehead. Let him keep praying or doing whatever he did back there to save my life. After hearing the translation, Johnny Appleseed replies, That kind of miracle requires a lot of prayer and fasting. I'm getting exhausted. Hearing Dungaree Jean's translation of that last comment, Nganyan shouts, Now's the time to give it all you've got, Reverend. I'm too young to die. Seeing the next round of thralls making their way toward the bridge, Johnny Appleseed sits on Dungaree Jean's front porch so he can concentrate in prayer. The undead thralls come charging at them, and Appleseed prays with all his heart. The first few thralls drop like bags of bones, but shortly afterward, Johnny Appleseed collapses from the strain, unconscious. From behind the basilica, Florence marches forward, surrounded by Ivy League sergeants and officers, shouting, Traitors! And Ganyan desperately saws at the suspension bridge ropes with his silver sword. As you probably know, silver cannot hold its edge as sharp as tempered steel, so cutting those tough ropes with it takes a little extra elbow grease. When he sees Florence storming her way across Malarkey Plaza toward him, he shouts out to her, But my love, you won! The Tuscarora elves elected you their umpire-in-chief! I was just helping you win the election! Florence looks shocked. Wait, what? The Ivy Leaguers stop in their tracks. Florence can't help but think out loud. The High Elves are all too arrogant and conceited to vote for someone who does not look like them or who fails to live up to their superficial and unrealistic standards of perfection. And Ganyan's knee-jerk response comes out wrong. Apparently not. I mean, of course you look like us and live up to our superficial and unrealistic standards of perfection. What does it matter? That was not the answer Florence wanted to hear. Umpire Gandorf redoubles his efforts to cut the bridge cables. Meanwhile, one of the undead thrall drags itself forward with a total lack of enthusiasm, as if it would rather be taking a hot bath right now. Florence is too flustered with conflicting emotions to give a clear command to direct its enslaved will decisively. It simply obeys her last command half-heartedly and steps onto the suspension bridge, wiggling its arms like a slug in a purple finch's beak. The frayed cables holding up the suspension bridge start to snap. Umpire Gandorf grabs his son and shoves him back across the bridge towards safety, while he himself runs back to intercept the thrall, shouting, You shall not pass! Seeing the turmoil, Florence tries to resolve the conflict in her heart. She asks tentatively, Wait! Wait! Are you trying to say you really love me for who I am, Captain Nganyan? As his father hacks at the undead thrall, Nganyan fumbles a bit to find the right words. It didn't hurt that your father was the most powerful elf in Tuscarora, but I could genuinely see us marrying and living together happily ever after. Apparently, that was not the answer Florence was hoping to hear, either. Her lips curl, her nose wrinkles, her fingers clench the bare skies. She gives a mental command to Sir Balrock, the giant dwarf now holding a whip. It comes lumbering forward from behind the basilica, picking up impressive speed as it goes. When the Ivy League sergeants realize what is coming their way, they dive to the sides to avoid getting trampled. And Ganyan shouts, Quickly, father, come back! 
Umpire Gandorf sees the giant dwarf hurtling at him and hacks ever more vigorously at the last few strands of the suspension bridge cables. The giant dwarf's huge bones and rotting flesh still weigh an incredible amount. Seeing it coming, Umpire Gandorf makes a dash for safety on the far end. Sir Balrock's first ponderous step snaps the last cords. The suspension bridge gives way and the giant dwarf plummets down to the forest floor. As for Umpire Gandorf... He feels the bridge boards slacken and leaps forward just as his feet start to lose traction. With a lucky reach, umpire Gandorf grabs hold of the ledge with his two hands and hangs on for dear life. But before Nganyan and Dungaree Jean can reach down to pull him up, the giant dwarf Balrock lashes out with its whip and snags umpire Gandorf's ankle, pulling him down with it. They both fall 150 feet to the forest floor. Inganyan screams. No! Dungri Jean pulls Inganyan, screaming and crying hysterically away from the ledge. Meanwhile, Zena plies every muscle in her body to drag the unconscious Johnny Appleseed into Betsy Rowe's mansion, but makes little progress. After getting Inganyan safely inside, Dungri Jean runs out to help her drag the unconscious human inside her front door. Zena locks the front door while her mother dashes from room to room, bolting and reinforcing all the doors and shutters. Nganyan rushes about frantically, but instead of helping them, he seems to be looking for something. Once calmed down, Nganyan announces in runic, Madame Dungaree, I have resolved to surrender myself to the authorities and plead for clemency. I shall wave this white flag out the front window and request a parley with the Mademoiselle Umpire-in-Chief-Elect. Dungaree Jean can't believe her ears. Monsieur Nganyan, that's not a white flag. That's my best quality red and white striped guest bedsheet. If I hold out a dirty old dish rag, what do you think my chances of surviving an audience with the Mademoiselle Umpire-in-Chief-Elect Florence will be? Getting up, Dungaree Jean wipes the tear from her eye and grabs the striped sheet from him. Okay. Okay. If we're going to demand a parlay, we might as well do it in style. Go grab the starry blue pillowcase from the linen closet and meet me in the sewing nook. What's the point of a pillowcase? Captain Nganyan, go fetch me a broomstick from the kitchen that we can use as a flagpole. You're forgetting that I'm the dean of the League of Nations. We are not going to surrender. We are going to wave high the flag of freedom. <laughs>